1232. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in, everybody, to the Mark Childress Show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. If you're looking for Walt Deptula, never fear. Never fear. He will be in from 7 to 11 tonight doing a special uh, NFL draft show that will be going on during the draft. So I'll be here with uh, Richmond getting you ready for the draft. We've got all kinds of great guests joining us today. By the way, this is episode number 49 there of the we Mark go. Childress Show. I love it. We're almost 5-0. We're almost 5-0. I guess we need to have some kind of celebration. 19 celebration uh, here. And uh, also, we do things a little bit differently on the Mark Childress Show. Usually on Wednesday night, 7 to 9. If you have not uh, ever listened to my show before, there's two things that you need to know. Number one, we are on Facebook. Go over to the Roar's Facebook page, or you can go on Facebook and uh, check out the Mark Childress Show. We're in the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. That's where we simulcast our show. So we're on the audio side in your car, video side, if you want to jump on over to Facebook. Also, you know, we get going pretty quick. We're going to cover some ground today. We've got a lot of guests, some big names that you're going to recognize, a lot of NFL draft experts. I'm excited. I mean, are you ready to go 100 miles per hour? We're going to because go Because that's what it is going to be today. It really is. It is. We're jamming like eight hours of content into, uh, into four hours. And then again, um, Wall is going to be live tonight from 7 to 11. I'm really excited about it. I yes. Mean, he is the draft guru uh, around here at the Roar, and uh, I'm excited to have him tonight. He'll be going pick by pick through the draft. So, uh Road Rage itself will run from 7 to 11 this evening. And we'll be taking it now up until uh, 7 o'clock. So uh, some good stuff there uh, for sure. Um, we're trying to get our first guest. We've got somebody coming out of the box. So we'll see if we can get him in just a minute. But let me uh, run down the show for you today. A couple things that we've got going on. We've got Tom Luganbill scheduled a little bit later on this hour, um, which is going to be good. Uh, we've got Terry Allen, uh, former Clemson we go. running back. Yeah, I told you we're going to have a good show today. He's Nothing gets Tom. I'm excited for Tom too, but yeah, he's going to join excited us for Terry Allen. He's well. going to join us during the four o'clock hour. Uh, Drew Butler, former punter uh, and NFL punter, he was at University of Georgia, is going to join us. He's got a great podcast. We've got Eric McLean joining us. We've got Tyler Butler joining us. We also have Jonah Tulls, and you know Jonah. He's an NFL draft analyst as well. Does some great work. Uh, used to be with the Draft Network, USA Today. It, again, just one of those guys that lives and breathes the draft, and those are the type of guys that I lean on to try to understand some of the dynamics going into the draft. I don't have time to really put in all of the work that needs to be done, so one-stop shop. Let's, let's let me go to some of these sources like like Jonah and John that we're going about to have. Good stuff. Yeah, let's bring him in right now. He uh, covers the NFL draft and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Pewter Report. John, how are you doing, sir? How is quarantine life treating you? Hey, I'm doing great, fellas. Uh, just got my little home free draft workout in, and I'm ready to roll tonight. Good job, man. Yes, You're, sir. Uh, good, uh, good time management there. Going now, what did that, that look like, John? What did that workout look like? So actually, I, I coached at the high school across the street from me and where I live, and the high school closed down, obviously, with everything going on, but I still have the keys, so I still able to get in. I'm like the only person there, so I just go in and get a quick lift over there, so I'm in a kind of a blessed situation in that way. I'm very jealous because you get some weights. I'm just doing body weight <laughs> stuff, and that's not doing it for me. <laughs> 
Yeah, I hear you. I think I'd be going crazy if I couldn't, but just staying active in general, especially these days when you're not sleeping much, is pretty key. Good stuff. Well, hey, uh, John, we brought you on definitely to talk NFL draft, but uh, I do want to ask you, you were suddenly covering the most interesting team in the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with uh, Tom Brady, Gronkowski coming in, all that stuff. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Bucs and uh, what they've accomplished so far in the offseason? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can help but be really impressed and excited about the direction they're going in. I mean, probably since the last time they won was when they won the Super Bowl in the early 2000s, which a lot of people don't even remember that Super Bowl win, but Bucks did win the Super Bowl, it happened. Um, that's why last time the NFL lens was really on Tampa Bay. So this is fun and it's exciting for the fans, it's exciting for the media. I think it's really exciting for those inside the organization to know that they have a team in place to be able to compete, not just for the playoffs, but they believe for the Super Bowl, and certainly on paper it's hard to argue otherwise. There's some key young athletes in the organization that need to play well and take the next step next year. But as long as that continues to happen, and all those guys took a step last year, it's definitely an organization headed in a major right direction. Again, we're hanging out with John Ledyard, who covers the Buccaneers, the NFL draft for Pewter Report. Uh, so, John, I, I don't even know how we get our heads around the draft tonight, right? It's all kinds of uh, misdirection, I think, going on here at the last minute. But the lack of ability for these uh, GMs and uh, experts to be able to put their eyes on these players uh, up close. Are you expecting chaos tonight or are you expecting chalk tonight? I think it'll be chaos. That's what everybody's kind of predicting. So, and everything I've heard indicates there's a lot of kind of unknowns out there. And the situation with the quarterbacks and one of the quarterbacks in Tua having the medical history that he does and the, just the, the blurriness with the medicals in general right now because of COVID-19 and the visits and the lack of medical access to players and stuff. That alone, I think, is enough to set it off into chaos. Then you also have the gear where super unique. I think it's the first time I remember ever seeing this is that you have hardly any team across the NFL landscape that really need a quarterback. I mean, obviously, Cincinnati and Miami, you know, you would say New England eventually, but they didn't want to see what Stidham has, the Chargers eventually, but they seem pretty happy to ride with Tyrod. Maybe they draft somebody, but I think they're pretty willing to put Tyrod out there. And, you know, you guys like Cam Newton, Janet Winston, they're already been signed. I mean, this has never happened to the NFL. I mean, last year, guys were giving away the whole house for the next goal. You know, this year, we've got better quarterbacks sitting on the market. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a very unique offseason, uh, not only with the virus, but with the stuff more football-related as well. We have a unique offseason and a unique draft landscape as a result of that. And we're continuing with John Ledger, who covers uh, Tampa Bay and the NFL Draft for a Pewter Report. And you've put out your big report, uh, John, and it's very uh, comprehensive, so well done there. But you talk about chaos that might be the theme for tonight, just based on, obviously, the unprecedented times that we're experiencing. So do you have any predictions for chaos, what that might look like? Any surprises? Well, yeah, I'll throw out, I think Tua might slide. I mean, it, it only takes one, especially at that position. But, I mean, I really think it, you know he's in a situation where if Miami doesn't take him and the Chargers don't take him, and I think there's a decent chance that neither take him, then I, I don't know where exactly he lands until unless the team were to jump up for him or he falls in the 20s and maybe they jump up a little bit for him. Um, the two teams that really you'd think might jump up at that point in the draft would be New England and New Orleans. The difficulty is that neither of those teams have a second-round pick. Um, and both of them are, you know, the Saints are short on picks in general. Uh, the Patriots have a ton of, like, mid- to late-round picks, but is that going to be enough to get it done without giving up a 2021 pick? 
Probably not if you want to jump up to like 13 where the 49ers are uh, or something like that. So, yeah, very difficult right now for me to kind of see an obvious landing spot for Tua unless he were to slide down to a team. So I think that's one thing that people would kind of – I think that the, the, the writing's kind of been on the wall that that could be a possibility for a while, but I think if that happens, that'll be one thing where people are kind of bringing their hands and clutching their hair and kind of how – how did this happen? But it's happened before, and I think we're in kind of a weird landscape with his draft start this year where it could happen again. Hanging out with John Ledyard, uh, talking Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and more importantly tonight, the NFL draft. Hey, John, who are a couple of prospects that you might be higher on than uh, than most tonight? Uh, guys, I don't know if these guys will get drafted tonight, but I had a first-round grade on Ashton Davis, uh, the safety out of Cal. He's probably the one player that stands out on my board. That I'm most uh, that I'm most higher on than other draft analysts. Um, you know, to me, I think he's the full package as a free safety uh, can cover uh, deep, and he has the athleticism and the size that translate. He also has ball skills. He turns the ball over. He's made some great interceptions throughout his career. Um, he'll hit. He'll come downhill. He can play in the slot. He has cornerback experience. He can play a little bit outside if you need him to certain matchups. So I, I think he's the real deal, and he loves the game, and his coaches rave about him. So you know, I know he's banged up right now, and. That's kept him out of the senior bowl in the combine. I think he'd be in the first-round conversation more than this uh, if that hadn't been the case. But I do think there's some teams interested, and, and I don't think it's out of the question to see him go off the board tonight. I just think more likely it'll be in round two. Um, the other guy I'll throw out that could be drafted tonight is Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. And I, everybody likes him, but I have him in my top ten, and I have him higher than Derek Brown on my board. I think there's more pass rush ability with him and more ability to play behind the line of scrimmage on a consistent basis. So those are two guys, you know, Ken Law being the more likely guy to get drafted tonight, that I really have higher than most analysts and think that their potential is kind of through the roof. John, there's a number of Clemson players, of course, we're on the Clemson flagship station that everyone's got their eyes on tonight. I'm hearing now Isaiah Simmons might drop out of the top ten, and then we're also uh, peeking at A.J. Terrell and T. Higgins. Any thoughts on those three guys this evening? Yeah, for sure. I'll run through the Clemson guys real quick for you. Even I mean, just in general, I think Simmons is extremely talented. There's very little on tape that would make me say, "Oh yeah, he's not not worthy of a first round pick." When I watch him on tape, it's just hard. I use a numerical grading scale and I give numbers on categories based on how guys do on film. And he just doesn't mess up a lot. There's not a lot that he does wrong on tape. <laughs> on the other hand, I can understand why teams are a little hesitant. It is difficult to draft a player that you don't have a clear defined on field role for and make sure you maximize their talent so there's a lot to think about for nfl teams i don't think if simmons falls it's because teams don't think he's talented it might just be because they're they're like you know what we don't have the defensive staff that is going to maximize this guy we've got to draft somebody that we have a coaching staff that we know that coaching staff can maximize and i think that's an important part of the process fans will look and they might say oh he slid like you know teams were sleeping i I don't think that's quite it i think teams are just kind of looking at who they have and the way they run defense like i don't know that we can make the most out of what he offers and so it's going to be about the right fit for him, and hopefully it ends up being a good thing for him because he ends up with a team that's like, we have a clear plan. We know exactly how we're going to use him, and they end up making the most out of him. So still like Simmons a ton. Um, I like A.J. Terrell. He's actually another one I'd say I probably like more than most. He's in the twenties, early 20s on my board, I think 21 or 22. He's my number three corner. I think he has all the traits in the world. I think he played Jamar Chase a lot tougher than people give him credit for. I know he gave him some touchdowns, but he made a lot of plays in that game. He's got length. He's got hips. I mean, that guy can move. He's forward. He's fast. He competes. I love that. He's got to get better as a tackler. That's basically every corner in this class. He's got to get better as a tackler, and he's got to be able to find the football down the field. Those are the two areas I really want to see him improve. 
at the next level, but I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of Kayvon Wall. Well, uh, nickel corner, I have him graded. Uh, he's in my top 50. That's probably higher than most people. Uh, I think he has yeah. really good man coverage traits in the slot, and he's a great tackler, one of the best tacklers in the class uh, in the cornerback group. So I really like him. Versatility to play safety if you need him to. And uh, T. Higgins is the one I'm probably lower on than most people. I have him in the late third round for me. I, I love the, I like watching the Clemson a ton. I really did, guys. But at the end of the day, that pro day, you know, I, I thought his tape was like late second-round quality. He doesn't separate at some speed concerns. Not the best technician. A little hit or miss against press. A little hit or miss in his route separating from main coverage. But I loved his, his ball skills and the ability to play above the rim and, and go outside his body, you know, make catches and be a threat in the red zone. The problem is, guys, that he, his, his pro day was brutal. I mean, it was, it was, it'll put him in the bottom tier of athletes in his position in the NFL. Just in general, just knowing analytics like I do, without getting into too much of the nitty-gritty, there is just a very low chance that somebody with that bad of athletic testing succeeds at that position in the NFL. So because of that, I moved, I've moved him down my board. And I already had some concerns on tape, but I moved my down. And in this wide receiver class, guys, it's just hard to take a risk on guys that are that risky analytically uh, panning out in the NFL. So that's why I have some reservations with T. But the rest of the guys I'm a pretty big fan of. And we're continuing with John Ledyard, who covers uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and obviously an NFL draft expert for Pewter Report. So you mentioned T. Higgins, though, John, and talking about you don't want to dive in necessarily to the nitty-gritty of the analytics, but there's a lot of Clemson fans that their eyeballs see results on the field. So what are some mm-hmm. of the analytics, though, that you're looking at that would make you think that they're not going to translate to the NFL based on the history that you've been able to be a part of yeah so i think the big thing the 40 will be talked about 458 typically the process the 458 was the official time that nfl teams got um from the from his pro day the the big thing about the 40 and everybody it was a handheld so everybody will have a little bit of a different time but most people were i talked to i probably three or four people and i were there who had him in the high four five some people had him in the four sixes you always add some time to pro days you know some people add as much as point ten. Uh, that even if that's a little bit, I mean, you're talking about a guy who probably would have run based on history and, and adding this amount of time to other players' forties and kind of extrapolating that. He probably would have run in the four sixes at the combine. So it's a red flag. Isn't the end of the world a wide receiver? But guys, he's in the range of of, of receivers. If you look at the rest of the athletic testing too, you know the vertical jump not very good for him, and he's a guy that wins above the rim. So how is his game going to translate? to the NFL against a better caliber of corner. Corners have way better ball skills in the NFL than college football. It's probably the biggest distinguishing characteristic. You do not find corners in college football with great ball skills very often. In the NFL, that is like the number one thing that they harp on because they care all about ball production in the NFL. So I think that's the big thing. How is he going to do when corners are better at the finding and catch point than they were in the ATC? How is that going to translate for him? How is he going to play without the athletic traits that you need? And then the last thing I'll mention is the shuttle that he ran. I forget the exact time that he ran in the shuttle right now. It was 4.52, I want to say. That shuttle, if it would have been run at the combine, would put him in the uh, – since data has been kept since 1999 uh, on the combine results, he would have been a bottom 15 receiver ever to work out at the combine with that short shuttle. The only guy that succeeded even close to his, his range at that, with that short shuttle time is uh, Jarvis Landry. And Landry is a technician to the max, and I think even yeah. the most diehard mm-hmm. – 
Higgins fans would say that's not really Higgins' game. He's not a horrible technician. He's just not like Landry. Landry is like one of the best technicians in the game. So that's why I just think for his type of receiver, he kind of needs to win in ways athletically that I'm just not sure he's capable of doing at the next level. Great stuff, as always, from John Ledyard. Uh, John, where can uh, we find all your great content, and how can we follow you tonight? Yeah, you can follow me at Ledyard, L-E-D-Y-A-R-D, NFL Draft on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow at PewterReport.com. Uh, we are going to have a live draft show tonight. Scott Reynolds, my boss, and myself will be breaking down every single pick, not just the Buck stuff. We'll be talking about everybody uh, in depth, every pick, because we are a draft-focused uh, draft site as well. So we'll talk about everybody, and we'll have a ton of fun over there. And you can always read my content. I've got tons of it. If you go over to PewterReport.com today, you can find my mock draft, my positional rankings, my top 150 big board, all that fun stuff. Awesome stuff. John Ledyard, again, at Ledyard NFL Draft on Twitter. John, take care of yourself, man. Have fun tonight. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And, Thanks, uh, John. Pewter's one of the official colors of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did you know that? That's why it's Pewter Report. P-E-W-T-E-R. every day. Report. I didn't know that either, but evidently that's a big thing with Buck Nation, which is growing oh with Tom Brady gosh, and yes, Gronk. It's, and, uh, it's big time. Everything growing. else is going on. So uh, some great stuff. So I told you we were hitting the ground running. We're doing it. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with Tom Luganville from ESPN. This is the Mark Childress Show. is the answer to cleaning at its finest with no harsh chemicals. No residue, safe from toxins, and your carpet, upholstery, tile, and grout will stay cleaner longer. Spell it forwards or backwards, it's the right way to clean. ZeroResGreenville.com Do you want to learn to speak a new language but don't have enough time? Then you need to try Babbel, the language learning app that you can try for free right now at Babbel.com. Babbel's lessons are just 15 minutes or less, and you can go at your own pace. You'll be amazed at how easy Babbel makes it. Start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Just download the Babbel app or go to Babbel.com now. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Granger Nissan of Anderson is not only the home with a lifetime warranty, but the winner of the 2017 and 2018 Nissan Award of Excellence. Granger Nissan is here to serve the upstate with excellent service and competitive pricing. With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Granger Nissan of Anderson at 3510 Clemson Boulevard, only 25 miles from Greenville, and always online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Located at 134 Exchange Street in beautiful, historic downtown Pendleton, the Blue Heron offers only the best selection of meats, sushi, sides, farm-to-table flatbread, drinks, and desserts. Featuring an upscale seating area and bar to catch all the big games, their daily menu specials and happy hour fits every craving. 134 Exchange Street, downtown Pendleton. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Blue Heron Restaurant. Visit blueheronfood.com for full menu specials and more information. That's blueheronfood.com. For all our sakes, we need to avoid crowds. That's probably why you don't want to go to the post office right now. That's why you need Stamps.com. Anything you can do at the post office, you can do at Stamps.com. Plus, you'll save money and discounts that you can't even get at the post office. Stamps.com brings you all the services of the U.S. Postal Service right to your computer. Whether you're a small office sending invoices, an online seller shipping out products, even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com handles it all. Simply use your computer to print official U.S. postage. 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. Once your mail is ready, just hand it to your carrier. It's that simple. 
buy. Time is the only thing you're going to save at Stamps.com. You'll get five cents off every first-class stamp and up to 40% off shipping rates. Right now, my listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, type in Road Rage as one word. That's Stamps.com, enter Road Rage. Never miss a broadcast with the Roar app. Downloaded free from iTunes and Google Play. From the Roar. Children's show. Hey, where's Walt Deptula? Never fear. He'll be here tonight at 7 o'clock. The Road Rage special NFL draft style will be uh, 7 to 11 tonight. So he moved his show back four hours and gave me four hours right here in the middle to be able to uh, hang out with you guys. So uh, thank you very much. Mark Childress Show, usually 7 to 9 on Wednesday nights here on The Roar. A special edition here today. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. We had John Ledyard, uh, who is a draft expert for the uh, Pewter Reports in segment number one. If you missed him, he's pretty high on A.J. Terrell. He's high on Kayvon. Wallace, not big on uh, T. Higgins, so it's going to be interesting. We've got a number of draft experts that we'll be talking to today, and uh, we will be uh, chatting with them throughout the show, and I'm going to keep track of who's high on who, right, and uh, be able to figure it out and go from there. So uh, we have another draft expert coming on, expert in many things out there, from ESPN, Mr. Tom Luganbill. Tom, how is quarantine life treating you? Uh, actually, I'm pretty busy. I got a lot of player evaluation stuff I've got to do for recruiting, and so you know, you get you, you turn the tape on, you grab the remote, and you watch players all day. So uh, I've actually been able to keep pretty busy, and it's uh, where the family is safe and healthy. I hope you are as well with you and yours, and just trying to wait this thing out. Yeah, thank you much. Everybody's doing good on our end as well. That's good to hear. And I know you're a big superhero guy. Have you gone back through the uh, Marvel back catalog a couple of times here with uh, all your free time? <laughs> you know what? I, I've been I've been really grinding on um, like Netflix and Amazon shows that I've been meaning to watch and just never get around to being able to do it. So I've laid off the superhero movies and, and since I've seen all those a dozen times. And now I'm kind of <laughs> indulging in things that I was really interested in, but never found myself going to actually watch. Well, good stuff, man. Again, whatever floats your boat. And again, it's uh, you're squeezing it in between player evaluations. So I'm yeah. sure you're like uh, Richmond and myself. Uh, it feels like uh, Christmas Day here with some actual sports going down tonight. I'm sure you're excited. <laughs> I am. You know, it, it's interesting. My game producer for the last seven years on ABC and ESPN is also the producer for the NFL draft. And it's always oh, wow. a daunting project to put on the NFL draft under normal circumstances. I was texting with him the other day. I'm like, I don't even, I can't even imagine or count the number of balls you must be having in the air right now trying to juggle how you guys are going to manage all of this just from a technical standpoint. It just must be completely daunting. And listen, I think part of the fun of tonight and throughout the rest of the weekend are going to be the glitches that come up are going to be the things that go wrong. And people kind of enjoying that part of it because it's going to happen. You're going to see screens go blank and you're going to hear mics drop and you're probably going to hear conversations. And this is the NFL's biggest fear is you're going to hear war room conversations that aren't meant to be heard anywhere. And they're probably going to go over air at times. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun to see how this thing unfolds. It's a, it's a new broadcast world, I can tell you that. 
Hey, we're hanging out with Tom Luganbill from ESPN. So, uh, Tom, tell me a couple of guys tonight that uh, everyone else is saying is going to go very high in this draft that you do not think will go as high, or maybe you're not as big on these guys as others are. Um, you know, I listen. I I, I think this guy is going to go high, and, and I get that. But I'm not as high on him as everybody else is, and that's Justin Herbert from Oregon. I, I think he is going to be a very polarizing guy. He's either going to be really, really good or he's going to fizzle out. I don't know if there's going to be any in-between with him. I hear that he is maybe a blend of Paxton Lynch and Jake Locker, where you become so enamored and excited about his physical attributes but then when you really start to peel back the layers, there's some glaring accuracy issues. And there are uh, a lot of leadership questions with him. And, and again, and I'll say this about the draft, guys, and I, I would not be surprised if because of the coronavirus and the fact that they're having them pro days and this is now putting teams in a position to have to dig deep behind the scenes on things that have nothing to do with physical ability, you might find NFL teams making better decisions and avoiding more misses because they are forced to take more time asking the questions and talking to the right people as opposed to getting enamored with a two-hour workout on a pro day that seems to trump three and a half years of, of film study. So there could be a silver lining in all of this for all these teams. That's really interesting. I, you know, I was looking at it uh, from a perspective as well. Malcolm Gladwell wrote this book called Blank, and the concept of the book is is that your first decision is always the right one, and then you spend a lot of time trying to talk yourself out of it. I was kind of looking at it from that perspective is maybe guys will just see them, and instead of overthinking it and going over it again and again, will go the, with their initial gut instinct, which according to Malcolm is usually right. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And, and listen, you know, the, the one thing that's unique to the sport of football. And basketball is not like this. Baseball is not like this. Is On a year-round basis, if you're evaluating basketball, the game is being played the same way. But you can't duplicate the sport of football in a shirts and shorts setting. So it's a piece of the puzzle, and it's a part of the evaluation process. But testing times and what you know people label as the underwear Olympics and all those different things, <laughs> you know, they're never going to trump the productivity of actually playing the game. And listen, when you talk to the, 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 the college coaches that will reveal to you who the best evaluators are at the NFL level when it comes to draft time, they're going to tell you it's the coaches, scouts, and GMs that come into their building and they don't ask them questions about football. They're going to the trainer and the nutritionist and strength coach and the academic support services and they're going and they're asking questions that have to do with intangible traits and making decisions off of those. And the NFL guys that seem to come into the college programs and all they want to talk is, is the football side of things. Those teams don't seem to be as successful on the NFL level. And so I think this period is forcing teams to do more, more of the question uh, asking uh, part of this, which I think is just really, really important. It definitely will be interesting, Tom. And we're continuing with uh, Tom Luganbill, college football analyst for ESPN, and Thomas Richmond Weaver. And I'm still waiting to try to get you scheduled to be on the podcast, Rich Take on Sports. We've hey, got to yeah. get that scheduled, sir. 
Well, listen, we all seem to have a lot of time right now, but you can't be cutting yes. into my boozing time. Because boozing time starts right after I'm done with you here, and then I'm out for the whole rest of the day. <laughs> I know you're. I know you're a busy man. That's for sure. But and uh, I know we'll get it scheduled at some point. Now I, yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But Tom, I do have a question for you though. As you mentioned, you're watching a lot of tape, and to the point where you've seen tape on these guys way back, talking in high school. So, do you yeah. remember for this draft class right now? Were there a couple of guys that you saw initial tape on them and said? Those guys, they're going to make it in the NFL and maybe even be stars in the NFL. You know what? It's interesting you ask that question because when you when you say that to yourself or when you ask, because my, my biggest thing in player evaluation of the high school player, and especially the earlier start, the, the, the wider the, the margin of error, is what's this gonna be, guy going to be in college? He hasn't even played a college game yet, so you know, projecting him to the NFL, but there are guys that come around every now and then where you just sit there and you say, okay, physically, if that guy does the right things, he's going to be a first-rounder someday. Chase Young was one of those guys. Jeffrey Okuda was one of those guys. Um, Jedrick Wills was one of those guys. Jerry Judy, another one uh, without question. And then what you're going to have, when you your mix of those guys is you're going to have what are labeled as maybe the late bloomers or the guys that when they were coming out weren't as college ready, weren't um, the dominant force, or maybe hadn't found their home at a position, a guy like Isaiah Simmons. A lot of people projected to play wide receiver. Most of the Big 12 recruited him at wide receiver. Tristan Worse at Iowa, not a highly recruited uh, guy. So you're going to have your mix of those guys. And really what it is, it's a reflection of the different levels and the different rates at which kids develop. There's going to be some kids that, you know, and I'll give you a prime example of a guy that's like that in this draft, and that's Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is the exact same player right now that he was when he was 18 years old. Same height, same weight, same speed, same arm strength, the exact same guy. So... You know, you're, you're trying to find those guys with a high ceiling of development. And Makai Becton is one of those guys. Um, ended up, you know, going to Louisville, uh, was thrown into duty a little early, wasn't quite ready, and then blossomed over the course of time into, you know, a first-rounder at a premium position. So they're out there. They're everywhere. And uh, you just got you, you, you to account for the high ceiling to still be there once you've made a multi-million dollar decision to take a guy. Hanging out with Tom Luganbill from ESPN. Tom, you uh, expecting chalk tonight, or you think we're going to have all kinds of crazy trades and uh, unpredictability? Where's your gut right now? You know, it's interesting. I I really think, I'd be surprised if if we see a ton of stuff happening. I think if we do, we might see it beforehand, and it hit the news wire. Um, the question is going to be, I think, with with Miami and San Diego. Those two teams are the two teams that everybody's trying to figure out. Are they going to trade and get out of that spot and try to get up? Are they going to not take a quarterback, especially Miami, potentially not take one at that spot and wait? So go, And then, you know, where does Tua and Justin Herbert, as it relates to those specific teams, where do they fall and, 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 and what teams decide to do with them? So it'll be interesting to see what the trading side of it, but I do think those two teams are the top 10 picks. 
are going to have the biggest decision that will have the biggest ramifications. I think you're right. It's going to be interesting with that. And uh, again, hanging out with Tom Luganville from ESPN. Tom, I'm a big Redskins fan. Um, Skins looking like they're going to take Chase Young tonight. So I wanted to ask you this, right? The Redskins are pretty loaded on the defensive line, but you've got a generational talent potentially like Chase Young. If you're a GM, are you always looking for best player when your number comes up? Or are you trying to fit specific needs? Because there's other places where I feel like the Redskins have bigger needs that they might be able to trade down and still get somebody. How do you make a decision like that if you're a GM? Well, I, I think that there are what I would label as four premium positions. Positions that don't grow on trees and are the difference between the good and the great. That's quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, and defensive cornerback. And when you look, when you look at any draft order, when you look at um, you know where teams are in the in the in the positional players. Okay, that are at those positions, and you look at where they rank. It's no secret that you know you have a Joe Burrow, a Chase Young, a Jeffrey Okuda, a Tua, a Derek Brown, Jedrick Wills, um, even Justin Herbert, and Tristan Wirfs. Guess what? They're all at those four positions. So if there's a generational difference maker and he's at a premium position, I think that Trump maybe a need. Because I think you can feel that if you've done a good job in player evaluation in rounds four through seven. That's when you're going to round out your roster. But if you're in a position to take a difference maker at a spot where those guys aren't just standing on the sidewalk everywhere, I think you've got to do it. Wrapping things up with uh, Tom Luganbill from ESPN. So, Tom, uh, I know you're going to be busy tonight. Where can we uh, find you this evening, and what's the best way to continue to follow you? You can find me sitting on my sofa this evening, and I am going to be enjoying uh, just <laughs> nice. kind of seeing how this whole entire thing unfolds. <laughs> yeah, I've had to do, I've done some radio for ACC Network on Sirius XM and in, in previewing the draftable player pool out of the ACC this week. I'll finish that up. We're going to do a one-hour show on, on ACC this morning tomorrow to wrap up the first round. Uh, but, no, I actually kind of get to enjoy it, this, this terrible thing that is, ran through our society right now has actually given me an opportunity to actually relax and, and, and watch this thing. Um, and so I'm going to try and enjoy it as a fan for once. And, Tom, the last couple of times I've seen you, man, I've talked to you about your travel schedule. I'm guessing, I mean, you probably don't even go a week normally without getting on a plane or getting in a car and going someplace. So this has got to be a dramatic change for you. Dude, I'm telling you what, when the XFL ceased and we got pulled off the road, uh, none of us knew what to do. You know, we're so used to being on that leave on Thursday, get back on Saturday night or sometimes Sunday, and that XFL schedule was awesome because we always knew when our game was, where it was, and what time it was going to start. And we had the whole. It wasn't like college football where we find out every Sunday. We knew the whole entire season in advance, and then all of a sudden it's gone, and your wife and your kids are looking at you on a Saturday. You're asking what day it is, and they're asking why you're there. So that's what I, found. <laughs> what I found to be the biggest uh, the biggest adjustment is every weekend some member of my family is asking me what I'm doing now. <laughs> that's awesome stuff. Well, Tom, it uh, sounds like you can commence boozing time, man. So go and uh, yep. have yourself some fun and uh, enjoy your night, okay? Yeah, like, like I said, you know, what I found out through this is you don't need to have fun to have alcohol. And you don't need to have alcohol <laughs> to have fun. <laughs> 
perfect parting words. Tom Luganville from ESPN. Always a uh, pleasure to have him. And uh, one of the smartest guys in the business to me. And uh, it's always good to pick his brain. And I like what he was saying, right? Quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, defensive back. That really resonated with me. If you've got great players, and there's a ton of great players at those positions in this draft, it's almost like you can't go wrong in a lot of ways. Well, again, I I go back to, I mean, what I feel for teams to be successful, you've got to have a quarterback. You've got to have an offensive line to protect the quarterback. And then you've got to have a defensive line or defense to go get the opposing quarterback. You have those components. You've got a good recipe for success. Can't guarantee it, but that's a good recipe for success right there. Yep, and uh, in case you haven't figured it out yet, so we are, if you're listening in your car or not many people in cars right now, maybe you're listening on the app or you're listening at your house, we are live over on Facebook. You can watch our show. Uh, We're in the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina, which is a fantastic setup here. you're taking a lot of heat already for your cowboy shirt. I know. I'm getting text messages as well. Yes. So uh, I like that. People are asking me about representing my Redskins. I got my Chris Cooley jersey right here in front of me on the set. I did not put it on. Chris Cooley did uh, help me win a fantasy football championship. So well, there I we do go. Like Chris Cooley. Redskins yes. always hooking people up. So I'm a Skins fan, and we got a Dallas Cowboys fan Yo, over here. And then I've got an Eagles jersey right here in the middle. Fax and Shoulders helps us produce here at Prong Studios. He's behind the scenes. He's a big Eagles fan. So we've got him represented out here right, as well. I, we got I, Almost the entire NFC East out here. I need the Cowboys supporters to start chiming in as well. Because I know there's more supporters than haters out there. It's just at times the haters are more vocal. Yes, and I may be vocal about the Cowboys as this show goes on. All right, we've had uh, two great segments to start the show. Phone lines will be open coming up. You can get us, as always, 654-7627. If you want to jump in for the next segment, this is the Mark Childress Show. Hey, Tiger fans, Don Munson here, voice of the Clemson Tigers, and I want you to know there is no better way to support your Tigers than by being a member of IPTE. Membership started only $60 and provides critical support for our student athletes to be champions in the classroom and in athletic competition. Be a game changer and visit ClemsonTigers.com slash or call 1-800-CLEMSON to join IPTE today. Clemson is all about traditions, and one of the very best is the Tiger Sports Shop. Tiger Sports Shop was founded in 1974 by legendary coach Dr. I.M. Ibrahim, who started the national championship winning men's soccer program at Clemson. So they love Clemson and don't sell any other college apparel. They continue to be locally owned and operated and carry their own Tiger Sports Shop collection branded merchandise, which is quality apparel at a reasonable price. Visit them downtown Clemson and 1102 Tiger Boulevard or at tigersports.com. Edwards Auto Sales of Walhalla, South Carolina is offering six months of no payments when purchasing any 2019 or new 2020 Ford car, truck, or SUV. Exclusively in conjunction with Ford Motor Company and Ford Credit, go payment-free for the first six months of your auto loan. Unbelievable savings during these unusual economic times. Now is the time to take advantage of these huge stimulus savings from Edwards Auto Sales. Buy or lease a new Ford and drive payment-free for the first six months. Visit us at edwardsautosales.net. See dealer for details. Edwards Auto Sales, the home of no dealer fees. Roosters Men's Grooming Center believes a man deserves a space of his own when it comes to grooming. Roosters offers the charm and comfort of a classic American barbershop, but updated to accommodate the 21st century man. Our professional stylists and barbers will make sure you receive the customized barbershop experience through classic haircuts, shaves, and products that reaffirm what it means to look and feel great. 
Roosters at the Plaza on Pelham. Book your appointment today at 884-8920. Support a local business and order from the Blue Heron in Pendleton for curbside pickup. From 4 till 9 p.m. daily, pick a delicious meal and avoid the crowds. Enjoy any of their menu favorites or that bottle of wine you've been craving. Charred grilled filet mignon, shrimp and cheddar cheese grits, sushi, crab cakes, chicken wings, amaretto cheesecake, and so much more. Are you hungry yet? Check out the Blue Heron on Facebook and Instagram for specials. To place your order, call 864-653-3354 for the Blue Heron. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. So are you the type of guy that wants to look put together, but doesn't want to spend hours shopping? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple and convenient. Sign up in just a few minutes, try new styles in the comfort of your own home, and there's no subscription required ever. So, isn't it time to refresh your look? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. The flagship station for Clemson Athletics. We are the Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. We'll be here with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Never fear. Walt Deptula is moving Road Rage tonight instead of this usual 3 to 7 slot. He'll be with you from 7 until 11, and he will be going over each individual pick in the draft during that time, which is going to be great. We know how smart Walt is about the draft. Cannot wait for that this evening. So that left this four-hour window for the Mark Childress Show to just come sneaking right in here to be able to hang out with you guys. So I'm excited about that. You can usually catch me on Wednesday nights from 7 to 9. So Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. We're live on Facebook as well. If you want to look up the Mark Childress Show on Facebook and give me a like and a follow, that would be awesome. Or you can uh, check us out on the Roars Facebook page as well. We're at the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. A great way to participate in the show. We're simulcast on the audio side and on the radio side. And uh, we've gone almost uh, three entire segments of the show. And we haven't even brought in... The master of ceremonies himself, Mr. John Height, on the ones and twos back in Mission Control. John, man, what's going on? Oh, hold on, Mark. How are you guys doing today? Did you get a nap? So you're always uh, producing, obviously, the 6 to 9 a.m. show. Did you get sleep in between that show and this one? Took a little siesta. We're ready to go. Good. I figured you'd get fired up. you got to pace yourself with the draft coming up tonight. <laughs> so uh, we, were, we were talking. I'm a big Redskins fan. If you're watching on Facebook, you see this horribly colored uh, Dallas Cowboys shirt that Richmond's wearing uh, next to me over here. And, uh, John, you're a, big, uh, you're a big Steelers fan. So what is your dream scenario for the draft tonight for your Steelers? We don't have one. We don't have a pick. We already have Minka Fitzpatrick oh, for the first-round pick. So yeah. when the Dolphins are picking so at 18, that was the Steelers' pick. I don't see them trading back into the first round. Uh, okay. I don't. I don't think that they have the draft capital. They don't have the cap room. I think they just stay pat at forty nine right now and take the best available player tomorrow night. 
Uh, so tonight, I'm kind of excited about the fact that my team is not, as of right now, not participating in the first round. So I can just kind of sit back and enjoy it and not have to get all worked up when either they make a great pick and move up like last year when they took Devin Bush or they take another yeah. overrated defensive back from the ACC Coastal, and I don't get upset about that. So it's, <laughs> yeah, there's both ends of the spectrum as a Steelers fan in the draft. And tonight, I'm just looking forward to, to kicking back and uh, taking a little advice from Tom Luganbill there. Yeah, no, it sounds like he's got it dialed up perfectly tonight. And again, uh, phone lines are open this segment if you want to jump in and uh, chat draft with us or anything else on your mind. 654-7627, 654-7627 on the Northland Communication phone lines. All right, Richmond, dream scenario for your Cowboys tonight for you and the draft. I mean, I'm going to go with what a lot of people are already talking about. I mean, it's cornerback position that Cowboys mm-hmm. need. I mean, they obviously lost some guys through free agency. So can it be a C.J. Henderson for Florida or... Can it be, you know, an A.J. Terrell? Could he somehow sneak up, you know, that high? Because I don't know if Henderson will last until 17. That would be nice if that did happen. But, I don't. again, I don't know if there's like a perfect scenario of like, oh, Cowboys have got to have this this one guy. There's still so much controversy going on right now with Dak Prescott and, you know, what's going to happen with that position more than anything. And I think it's more of the unknown with Mike McCarthy coming in as head coach. What's that going to look like? So I think that's a bigger story than anything right now than just the draft. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Prescott can't stay out of the news with uh, social distancing part, non-social distancing parties and dinners. Alleged. All kinds of stuff like that. Alleged. Alleged. I apologize. I apologize. I think and, he had uh, a big party. His contractual issues. I do, too. I do, too. That, that would not be a, a huge surprise to me. So as a Redskins fan tonight, you know what? I'm open to just about anything. Uh, Chase Young at number two seems like the way that it's going to go. Redskins are being kicked around in a lot of trade rumors right now. If the Skins were to trade down a little bit, still get one of those top five or six guys and maybe pick up an additional first-round pick, that would be great because uh, the Skins do not have a second-round pick. So they got to do their damage uh, here this evening. And then won't have a lot going on after that. So I guess with the Redskins, who if you look at Vegas, are picked to be essentially the worst team in the NFL, at least in win-loss totals, if you want to go bet in Vegas on them right now for next season. Um, Maybe getting two first-round draft picks, even if you're not getting Chase Young. And uh, again, the Skins are loaded at defensive line. Skins have one of the top five or six defensive lines in football already. So you put Chase Young in there, you might be talking about a top two or three defensive line, which is great. But we need all kinds of help on offense. You do. You need a quarterback. We're talking about trading Trent Williams, who's uh, and that might he might go for a first round draft pick. That's one of the other things they're talking about tonight. So I think my Redskins could potentially be pretty busy this evening, and I would be fine with that. And uh, there really is. I mean, we need so much help. You, you can't really go wrong picking at number two. But if we could. We might find a way to do it. But I, I think it'll be Chase Young tonight, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, and I think there could actually be a point of you could increase your value in the draft by trading down just slightly. Yes. Because you know, I, I think there's still enough talent that could help you that you need that you could trade and maybe get another. Could you sneak another first-round pick you know, out, out of that or you know, another second-round pick, early second round? Mm-hmm. And that would probably help you. I just think that you need a quarterback, and that's why I'm surprised that there's been no talk whatsoever of maybe trading down um, just in looking at a quarterback rather than trading down and getting another defensive player. I'm surprised by it as well. I mean, if you, if you listen to my show on Wednesday nights, you know that I'm not a big Dwayne Haskins fan for the Redskins. I've been on with Walt a couple of times. 
uh, encouraging the Redskins to go out and uh, use that number two pick on a you know high value potential QB. I mean, do you get Justin Herbert? Do you get Tua? You could get either one of them at number two. They're both going to be sitting there today, and then maybe trade Haskins for some assets. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And uh, Ron Rivera has not been known for being super risky in the draft. So uh, let's go get Chase Young. If at the end of the night tonight Chase Young is a Washington Redskin, I'm going to be perfectly happy and uh, and content with that. So it should be interesting to watch. Hey, a couple of pieces of news. Um, and again, there's all kinds of rumors. You want to go on Twitter and see every possible rumor. They've been talking about the Dolphins trying to get the Bengals' number one pick. Dolphins trying to get the Redskins' number two pick and trade back because the Dolphins have so many draft assets this year. Who knows what's true and what isn't? But uh, I do know this. Todd McShay, uh, one of the draft es- experts for ESPN that we've been so used to seeing for, what, a decade plus now, he has the coronavirus and he will miss the coverage this evening and potentially will miss the entire NFL draft. That's got to be a first for him yeah. in years that mm-hmm. he hasn't been in, involved with that. And hopefully he's okay with is there any reports? Because I didn't see that until you just mentioned it off air. Just said he was recovering, but he would not be participating. And again, I don't know if that's for the whole week. I get the feeling that he will not be uh, on any of the telecasts this weekend. I don't know if that part's been official, but he'll miss tonight. And that's got to be hard. I mean, your job is the NFL draft, right? That's all the that's work what that you do. It. So you have put in 365 days of prep to get sick and miss it. So that's got to be really hard for him. That's got to be very difficult. And, but, you know, with all of these draft experts, it's so hard for them to navigate all of the rumors that are going on out there yeah. and what general managers actually and their inside sources, what information is really accurate and how they have to decipher, you know, translate what they're hearing, you know, from various people and then not only translate it and then try to conceptualize it, what that might look like, you know, for the draft and how it's going to affect some of these teams and trying to get it right because there's so many people that are leaning on them. They want to see how accurate their mock drafts are and because they're leaning on that. And, you know, I heard the analogy talking about mock drafts. It's it's like a boat. Nobody buys a boat for an investment, per se. It's just go have fun with a boat, right? Right. And that's the way these drafts are. They're just for fun, these mock drafts. Mm -hmm. They're just for fun because you know they're not going to be right. I mean, because there's so much that you don't know that these teams, they're not telling you the truth. You know, I I think there's a lot of, you know, playing coy, you know, cat and mouse games, so to speak, Mm -hmm. in terms of, what information they're really putting out there because and especially this year because there's so many you know unknowns because they don't have as much time with the prospects they didn't get as much you know time uh you know reviewing you know uh actually pro days you know all of that type of stuff so it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out and can we look at five years from now Will this draft look any different from a results perspective of, you know, how teams fared with the draft versus, you know, drafts in the past where it was different how they were able to evaluate players? It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and I, I mentioned that to Luganville in the last segment, and uh, John, I wanted to get your take on this as well. You know. There's a lot of paralysis by analysis, I feel like, that goes on with the NFL draft because there's so many people involved from scouting, front office, coaches. They look at these guys. They go back and look at every tape of every game they've ever played. They look back in high school. They have all their security people you know, going and talking to high school teachers and things like that. Um, is, is, can it be too much information, John? Do you think the fact that these guys haven't been able to do it the usual way this year, do you look at that as an advantage 
for teams when they're drafting tonight or a disadvantage? I think it just goes to show, one, what teams really took the combine seriously, and two, what teams are better at evaluating tape than others. I think this draft is going to be the biggest example of showing those who are great at evaluating tape because it, in, all, in every draft, this draft more so than ever, the tape is the most important thing. And I think that, you know, when we look down the road, we see, you know, hits in the draft. I think it will be guys that, you know, maybe like, well, you know, he won the best at the combine, but the tape spoke for himself. And I think we're going to see a lot of that in this draft. And another thing that gets a little bit overlooked is Clemson had a really early pro day, right? Yeah. So they had all these scouts come in. I think got, got to it see in by those about players 20 minutes close. left. Yeah, they, they really did. But, you know, big schools like Alabama, Ohio State, a lot of these schools did not have those pro days where all the scouts got to get in and up close. John, do you see that as an advantage for the Clemson players because the scouts got to see them? Or is it a disadvantage because, oh, we saw these guys and we can look at the negatives of them as, you know, weighed out against the unknowns of the, the players they did not get to see at pro days? I can see both sides of it. I think it's great for guys yeah. who didn't get combine invites to get a chance to have that type of a setting. But you look at a guy like T. Higgins, it has not helped him. It has, um, if no. anything, it has definitely hurt his draft stock. People have, you know, he did not run the 40 at the combine, ran one at the pro day. You know, he was in that 4-5 range. And the fact that he only had the one number, I think, you know, for T, it has been a detriment to his draft stock. But for a lot of the other guys, the guys that are late rounds, uh, undrafted rookies, it gives them a much better chance because they at least got to perform in that setting. Yeah, it's interesting. And again, you see the positive as a Clemson fan, right, which all three of us are. You see the articles written about how great the Clemson players are. And you're like, yeah, these guys get it. And then you see an article like, oh, well, Simmons isn't great at anything. So he's going to drop all the way down to number 17 tonight and you get all fired up and uh, and upset. You know, I have seen a couple of people. We had John Ledyard uh, from Pewter Report in the first segment who basically said he thinks that T. Higgins did himself a disservice at Pro Day, like you were just talking about, John, and the tape isn't as good as people think and he has yes he higgins as low as like middle of the third round but i also see him in the first round in mock drafts so what are you guys what's you guys take on t higgins what do you think you're going to see john with him i don't think we see t higgins go off the board tonight i would be shocked if he went in the back end round one i just think that he's the way the process has gone obviously we know the the touchdowns that he tied the the record with nuke and sammy here and that's something that we all hold in high regard here at clemson but i obviously the nfl draft circles don't really care about what you're you know, receiving touchdown record was in college too much. I think that I think he's a middle second round guy. Um, I could see him maybe being in play at 49 for my Pittsburgh Steelers somewhere in there. Um, but I've also seen mock drafts where he comes off, you know, second, third pick in the second round. Um, I, I think he is. I think he will go tomorrow night in that second or third round range. But, you know, maybe mid second round is probably where I'm guessing right now. Richmond, do you yeah, think the same? I'm, I'm right there with John. Yeah, I, I think I, probably more of middle to late second round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't see any way that he's going to jump up into the first round just because of what John Ledger talked about and what we've been hearing. You know, it's it's all these analytics that these pro scouts they have a formula now they're not always 100 percent right we know that but they're pretty darn close in terms of evaluating you know these players and where they might land uh, based on a lot of teams needs also so I mean, you have to factor that into it as well and so i i suspect that it'll be more of that second round grade for him and that's where he'll probably end up i think you guys are right but uh, i always feel like in the first round that there's a run on some position right and i think it's either going to be offensive tackles or 
it's going to be wide receivers tonight where a couple of wide receivers go earlier than people think. And now everyone's like, oh, I better get up and get my guy now because he might not be here in the second round. And suddenly six wide receivers go in 10 picks tonight. And if that's the case, I think T. Higgins has a good chance to uh, to be one of those. So it will be interesting to watch. All right. Phone lines are open. 654-7627. Also, hit us up on the Health text line 986-1566. Guys, this is what I want to ask you about after the break. Go to snack for your draft tonight. What's your snack? Like you're sitting down to watch the game or the draft this evening. You're going to eat something. So what's the go-to snack that you've got? I'm purchasing something on the way home that will be my snack this evening. So I will share that with you when we get back. But I want to know what you guys' go-to snack is for the NFL draft tonight. All right, coming up next hour as well, we've got Drew Butler, former punter in the NFL and at Georgia. And guess what, folks? Terry Allen, Clemson running back legend, next hour. This is the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WC.